Support for Industry Focus comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interests in mind. Use Rocket Mortgage for a transparent, trustworthy home loan process that's completely online at quickenloans.com forward slash fool. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, May 11th, 2017, so we're talking about energy, materials, and industrials. I'm your host, Sean O'Reilly, and joining me in the studio is a man that brings a love of energy stocks as well as professional soccer to a whole new level. What's up, Mr. Markerman? Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's not too bad. What is your favorite soccer bar in D.C.? I know you told me. Uh, there's a couple in Arlington. You got the old school one, Summers, man. Summers, it was going to close down because rent was going to be jacked up so that high. That happens a that, lot around but, here. So they put the signs up last yeah. two de- one December ago, so not this past Christmas, but the one before that. What the signs Sorry, there? Landlords we're going to be closing, escalation of rent, blah, blah, blah. Wow. But then the patrons caused such an uproar that the landlord didn't jack up the rent and left it open. <laughs> It's been open since like the 70s so, or 80s. Uh, I also live they in Arlington, everything. and it, I see it so where um, you know rent gets jacked up, a restaurant leaves or whatever, yeah. and then it's vacant for like a year. Yeah, and I'm like, you could have bought a house with the rent that you missed out I on know. here. Like, do you think you know? Well, there's a lot of things going on in the Arlington restaurant scene that cause these places to go vacant, but. Uh, yeah, not Summers. Yeah. It built a faithful following. Yeah, you guys turned the ship, yeah. and yeah, good for you. Fight the power. Hey, man. Gotta love your soccer. Benfica clinched the Portuguese <laughs> league over the weekend. <laughs> SLB, baby. I'm so glad I said what I said, because <laughs> it is so true. <laughs> um, so today we're talking, uh, we're going to do the obligatory oil and gas earnings review, because, you know, that's Why what we not? do. Um, we're going to dive briefly into gasoline taxes, which may or may not be going up depending on if you live in a certain state. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Or may have already gone up. May have already gone. Well, it's over six years, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, real quick before all that, what the heck's up with oil prices? Um, Do you see what happened yesterday? They had a good day yesterday. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've had a rough couple of weeks, but, yeah, you so. know, they kept bounce. We don't know. But any, uh, any pop's a good pop these days. Oil's been in a downtrend, for our listeners that may or may not be aware, um, as U.S. production keeps going up in spite of statements by OPEC that uh, they will likely cut production for another, I think they said even as far as nine months. Nine months, yeah. Um, like they, Maybe. They just, Saudi Aramco IPO is not my Shale's only just got them in an arm bar right now. <laughs> We're ready to choke them out. Well, like last, like we talked about last week, like U.S. production's almost back to where it was at the peak in yeah. summer 2014. I think it was 9.6 million barrels back then. We're up to 9.3 after 8.4 bottom, which is the bottom, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, um, prices of West Texas Intermediate uh, rose about four, as much as 4%, I should say. I think I said they settled at 3 Yeah, I think it closed at 3%, yeah. Um, on news of a surprise domestic inventory draw from the EIA of 5.4 million barrels, I think they're projecting a couple hundred thousand uh, increase, who knows. Um, as well as statements by Saudi Arabia that production they might cut for like into twenty. What do you say, the first quarter of twenty eighteen or yeah. something? And you had a couple other countries come out in support of that yesterday. I mean, you can smell the the desperation mm-hmm. from those guys, and I don't know. I, maybe it'll work. I don't, you know, it hasn't worked yet. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll, 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 we'll wait a while. Um, but uh, we've been talking about this for two years. I mean, we started doing this together, and this was like the oh, oil prices just fell fifty percent. Why are we even doing this show? <sighs> yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> we shouldn't. We should make this the industrial show, this not the is, energy show. This is like when you know when Motley Fool Pro 
started in the depths of the financial crisis. Yeah, it's like nobody's gonna do this. But then, look at it now; it's crushing the market. Yeah. And that's right. And what so are, the, are we? We we probably we have been way out ahead of this, telling people to cool their jets. Yeah, oil prices aren't going anywhere fast. Cool your jets because God knows nobody knows what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, so before we move on real quick, um, support for Industry Focus comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust and who has your best interests in mind. With Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent, online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the best mortgage solution for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickandloans.com forward slash fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Thanks again to Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans for supporting our podcast. We need yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, what do you got for me? I know... You had some good ones picked out. Um, well, there's, you know, we're, we'll just cover some of the big guys. Um, you, you've had a couple dividend raises, surprisingly. No way. Uh, Exxon, Phillips 66, and Cabot Oil and Gas, to name a few. No dividend cuts this quarter, though, so far. So that's a good sign. Uh, I don't know if they should be raising dividends at the moment, but at least. At least we're seeing some stability here. They're like Bon Jovi. Yeah. They're living on a prayer. I mean, you look at very strong for for earnings comparative to last year. So, I mean, they had some easy comps, right? And uh, and the cost cuts are about fully baked in. So the margins are are a little are helping out a little bit there. But um, Exxon's four billion dollar um, profit was a hundred twenty two percent increase from the first quarter of last year, and they almost doubled cash flow. Uh, so that's what I'm pulling up here. I yeah, got cash see flow of 8.2 billion versus 4.8 billion last year at, in the first quarter. Um, so you know, I got to think last year that was helped with the refinery margins. So now it's like a flip flop or some sorts. Yep. Um, but they, they they actually produced less oil on an equivalent. Yeah, oil there it is. I, by not, 4%. not that I didn't believe you, but cash from operations over at Exxon uh, over eight billion dollars and capex of two point eight nine. I mean that's that's yeah, the, five billion dollars in free cash. Lowering flow. capex is is really helping some of these companies out. You look at Shell nine and a half billion in free cash or in, in long term flow. that's bad, but for now <laughs> yeah, long term it could be bad. Uh, and so you see Shell covering their dividend with cash flow. They bought three billion in stock. That. You see that? Who did? Uh, Exxon oh, bought yeah? for back three billion in okay, stock in the quarter. Right. That's nothing, fun. nothing new for them to return money to shareholders. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They've literally said we'll take on debt to do it. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> remember when Crow used to do? He'd be like, they're just taking on debt and paying it out to us. Like, uh, well, you, you Exxon's know, special. Yeah, they are special, and uh, and they're big enough to be special. If you look at the, some of the sell-offs that we've had over the last couple of years, if you take Exxon and Chevron. They account for forty percent of the S and P five hundred energy sector. Oh my gosh, the by stock mar- hasn't even fallen account. that much. Either. No, I mean they're just so dang big. So yeah. good for them. Uh, so what else? Why'd you bring up Cabo? Cabo? Oh, Cabo. Cabot Oil and Gas. Yeah. I think uh, just because they actually uh, raised their dividend along with oh, that's right. What was and, up with that? Exxon. Um, I didn't dive too deep into their earnings to be able to tell folks my opinion on whether it was prudent or not, but. Uh, they're not necessarily as as big as the other companies raising their dividends, so came as yeah. a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, 
I mean, but uh, you're seeing integrated, you're seeing you're seeing refiners, you're seeing upstream oil and gas companies. Uh, so there's a decent mix of companies raising their dividends, and but then again, nobody nobody's cut the dividend yet. Well, they did last year. La- this quarter. This, this quarter. quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh no, last year. Uh, you, yeah, Cabo was free cash flow positive. Two sixty nine cash from operations in the quarter. Two oh eight capex. Yeah, you saw it last year. Conoco, Kinder, yeah. Andarco, Chesapeake. You name it, they are all cutting dividends last year. I gotta wonder what's going on in these boardrooms because they're just like, okay, one of the reasons people invest in us is for these dividends. I mean, let's you know, yeah, call I mean, a spade a spade. For better or for worse, investing in right. energy is, so, is dividend oriented for they, a lot of people. Yeah, they plugged their noses last year and we're like, okay, we're gonna cut and. We'll probably get a pass because this is like the dark ages. Yeah, of oil it's, prices. It, we're not the only company doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, Some of them didn't get a pass though. Some of them sold well, off quite significantly because of it. And yeah, yeah. someone under. Um, someone under. <laughs> um, I gotta wonder though. Um, so you see the capex cuts, and that's yep. obviously you know as I mentioned before, it's going to have ramifications long term. They're mm-hmm. not finding more oil. They are not. You know, not that they're not finding it, they're just not really trying. They're not developed to find it, yeah. it and develop it. Um, yeah. That's gonna you know, that money will have to be invested at some point, and that's, that's what people are saying. There could be a supply crunch in the, the early 2020s, is what they're saying, because yeah. a lot of the projects that folks were investing heavily in in 2013 and and 12 to 2014 are now coming online, and they're not replacing that that pipeline, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And uh, so there are some worries. Do you? Uh, it all depends on how demand fares over the next five to six years, though. You brought something up really cool last week when we were talking about Suncor. I did. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it does happen. Your cool thing this episode was the soccer stuff. Yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, we were talking about Suncor and how they have really high hurdles for internal returns on projects. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why doesn't everybody do that? And you're like, I don't know. And I mean, I, it's it, a fun question. I said I don't know in like a humorous way because I mean, it makes sense. Right. It's just I would love to see uh, the internal spreadsheets because you know they've all got them. The oh CFO yeah. of these companies. I would love to see because a, a business has three things they can do with money. What's that, Sean? They can invest in op. Really? <laughs> well, you tell people. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that, Sean? <laughs> um, it's a leading question. No, you can. You know, if if Apple or Berkshire Hathaway or an oil company, anybody, and you know, Berkshire just would they have ninety six billion in cash? That's a lot. He's of like money. he's trying to catch up to Apple. He well, he has to, he has to keep some of it for, for insurance, insurance purposes, reserves, yeah, but but, uh, but yeah, around half of that or maybe a little bit more is definitely some funny money, right? Or um, fun money, not funny money. It's real, yeah, but it's fun. Um, yeah, ninety six billion dollars yeah. is fun. Um, but bottom line, any company that you can either pay it out as a dividend, they can invest it in operations, or they can buy back stock. Yeah, and I'm including in operations they're buying another company. So yeah, M and A, capex. Yeah. So I got it. I'm very curious because you saw you saw Exxon bought back three billion worth of stock in the quarter. You saw the dividend. Cabo's yep. increasing their dividend. Yep. I want to know because. It requires some judgment as to what you think your stock is worth to be doing that stuff. And you got by paying the dividend, you're saying we think our investors can make a better return. Let's call it eight, nine percent. I have no like whatever you want to call it. We're saying our investors after taxes can do better with this money than we can internally. I would love to see what these guys think of all that because if they're doing it just for an obligatory reason, that kind of insults capitalism and such. But anyway. Well, um, 
Warren Buffett kind of addressed that, being like, he has yet to pay a dividend. He yeah, he's yet to pay a dividend like, because I mean, no one has that I know of has really asked him to pay one because generally they trust Warren Buffett. He beats that eight nine percent number. Or whatever. Yeah, well, his annual return since he's 20, Berkshire whatever. is like seventeen yeah. percent or something like that. Absurd. Uh, maybe even yeah, twenty one percent maybe. Um, either way, he's crushing the market, but. He's getting to that point where he's even starting to question his ability to do maybe it. Maybe I have, maybe I have too much cash to he's, actually he's, find opportunities to. Uh, to he's help still people is smart. Out. It's yeah. just the size problem. And because he's not going to, he, he has a specific benchmark to where he'll buy back stock. So it's not like it's he just wakes up one morning and is like, I'm going to buy back stock today. It has to right. be. It was like 1.2 times book value. I think right. is that level where he's like. All right, now I'm thinking about it. It's and it like barely his, got there in the financial yeah, crisis, yeah. and so, that was it. Um, I'm trying to find some numbers on some buybacks that we've seen because they continue to drive. Okay, so um, share buybacks. We're looking at you know almost 160 billion dollars in share buybacks. That's right crazy. Now. Yeah, and, and since mid 2010, it's been nothing but up and to the left. It's back in 2010. It was less than 60 billion dollars annually, or rolling four quarter average. Now you're now you're right around 150 billion. So with and, the market at within, all time highs, with, at the market with all time highs. So I mean, I guess yeah, you're buying share prices at higher values. So that's going to increase the amount of money you're spending if you're buying mm, per yeah. like a set number of shares. But yeah, around 90 billion dollars. Higher and not not like that they've bought ninety billion dollars over that time period, but that the past rolling four quarters they've bought ninety billion dollars more than they did in two thousand ten. Yeah, in twenty ten when all those buybacks started to roll out, I remember Disney announced a huge one and all this stuff in like twenty ten when yeah, that all this started. I was wondering, I was like, where was this two years ago? Or but, yeah, I mean, you saw the financial crisis and people just stopped buying back shares. It's it like that's when you do it. Dive. That's when you do it. Yeah, then they waited until mid twenty ten. And it just hasn't abated since. Uh, oh, well. So, uh, criticisms of corporate America aside, real quick before we head out, gasoline taxes. Um, this oh is a God. fun little article you oh sent God. me. Gasoline tax. Um, Don't mention it. Well, you know. We uh, so, the South Carolina House uh, voted Tuesday to approve a legislative compromise plan that would raise the state's 16.75 cent gasoline tax by 12 cents over the next twelve uh, six years. That's a hefty increase. And uh, it's to pay for roads. Yeah. So... I mean, you look at it; it's the second lowest statewide gas tax in this the country. This is outlandish. Yeah, um, five lowest: Mississippi at eighteen point eight, Missouri seventeen point three, Oklahoma, then South Carolina, Alaska. Alaska obviously last at twelve point three. Pennsylvania sixty cents per gallon. <laughs> that is number one, kids. Washington. They need State, to start 49. producing more oil, less natural gas up there in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Well, then I mean, yeah. So you look at this, and uh, companies are are voicing their opinion in South Carolina, saying that you need to raise more tax from gas because your roads are in such disrepair and the delays that these congested roads are causing um, are hampering our business. Um, and they're going to roll it out over six years if it's finally approved. Um, but I think that states need to start start coming around to this. Uh, it's kind of a user, user pay tax because if you're driving, you're buying gas, you're using the roads. Even people that aren't driving, like myself, we still need our goods delivered. Um, and so we need roads for that. But I'm going to leave listeners with the question to ponder because we have to hop off here in one minute um what happens when nobody's buying gas who's going to pay for these roads when electric vehicles Ooh, are dominating that's a fun one yeah so cool. all right well that is it for us folks 
Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the Technology Show with Dylan Lewis. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear in this program. For Taylor Markerman, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!